a haiku to start us off. If you want to know how bad songwriting can be, listen to Diamonds. <laughs> this week, we rank all of Hawk Nelson's albums from start to finish. Cue intro music! Josh. My number four album was also Crazy Love. Honestly, for me, this album was hard to put where I put it, it because it, it has strokes of genius in it. I, I like Tally Ho. Um, it feels like it belongs on a different album from the first three. Um, I, I like the title song Crazy Love, even if it's really produced and very CCM and the start of these painfully cheersy lyrics, but I like this song and I think it has to do with nostalgia. Um, hmm. I the As album someone who had never heard it before yesterday, it's nostalgia. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, the album is definitely like missing Trevor McNevin, painfully so. Uh, he, Explain this who is Trevor McNevin is Trevor McNevin his connection to the band. Is because mm-hmm. I have that written down too. Is TFK. And I uh, was involved with a lot of other stuff too, which what's, I'm sure what's Tiff? Well, Thousand Foot Crush. He actually, uh, he found them. They're both Canadian bands. He yeah. found them and was instrumental in yep. getting them signed. Yeah, no, and I'll, I'll get I'll get I'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, this was the first album that he was not a part of writing every single song. Uh, he wrote almost every single song up until this album was, or at least co-wrote, um, and he produced two of the previous albums. Um, and this was the first one that he was not a part of. Um, and I think it's painfully obvious. Um, I did like the song Fraud and Joanna. I thought LAX was hilarious. Um, TK's over here, like, dying. But um, I thought LAX was hilarious. I just Thank- thought of the love tip. Oh, okay. Ooh. Thank You at the end was nice. It also, in my opinion, was goodbye. Mm-hmm. That oh, was yeah. goodbye, mm-hmm. and yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it was a perfect yeah. goodbye. It sounded it was it was a great goodbye, and it, and it was not long after they toured this that uh, Stan or that um, Don left, and uh, he was yeah, done. yeah, he's done. Done was done, um, <laughs> and that should have been the end of Hawk Nelson. It was, it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right, but it should have been the end of the name too. <laughs> Um, that's what I have to say about Crazy Love. So, here's my love tip. Years ago, um, so the, the girl that I was married to is going to kill me if I tell people this. <laughs> so I don't care. Um, her two favorite bands when I met her were Coldplay and David Crowder Band. Okay. So... And was a hardcore TFK fan, and we would go to the grocery store, and we we would look at the meat section, and there would be rockfish on the menu. <laughs> and I would say, Savannah, throw up your rockfish. <laughs> and then she'd say, That's not funny. <laughs> the right one will at least give you a courtesy laugh. I I would laugh, but mm-hmm. I can't marry. <laughs> yeah, same. Oh, oh man! <laughs> He's already married. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's the issue. I'm not there. married, but I can't marry you either. Because <laughs> you're not in love with me. Maybe, maybe you're in a maybe, committed relationship. Maybe I won't marry you. Maybe but now, now if I see rockfish on the menu, I might go, <gasps> throw up your rockfish! Yes! It's <laughs> right there. <laughs> um, okay, so Tyler, can you hold out your hands really quick? So this hand is uh, CCM uh, hot garbage. Okay. This hand is um, actually decently crafted pop punk. Um, okay. With ly- lyrics that might be a little sus. Okay, now just clap your hands and keep them together. You just yeah, so that's crazy love. <laughs> so, I don't know what they were thinking because they were like, let's take this, this, these lyrics, tones, music, and then these lyrics, tones, and music, and just, yeah. <laughs> Who was like, yeah. I love, I love how often you bring visual aids to a podcast. <laughs> Yes! He's a teacher and a preacher. So, I, yeah. I made a uh, conspiracy theory wall, and then was like, oh yeah, this is a podcast. Uh, you have to check out that episode. It, it was on we Instagram. had a video, though. We, we have a video, video on Instagram. Too. Yeah. Right into the pot. No. Um, so, but it's so frustrating because, like, I, I think the whole point of pop punk is not the lyrical ability of the people. I think it's just, like, we're angry and we made this thing and it like but it's fun and it's catchy and you can get into a fist fight in the park and not listening to it so and then they're like and let's and let's okay so jason dunn basically the reason behind crazy love existing is he read the book crazy love and was so impacted by it and then decided to write an album and then I, you know because that when that came out um it was um Thanks. Excuse me. I drink a lot of LaCroix really fast. I'm trying really hard not to burp. On <laughs> okay, so um, he read Crazy Love. Okay, so when that album came out, it was uh, a twofer. So it was the light sides. So it's a bunch of acoustic tracks of their entire discography. And then it's the album Crazy Love. So it's a double album. And I feel like what should have happened is they should have released Crazy Love, okay? Those, those kind of like nine, ten songs that are like CCM market mass appeal. And then they should have had like a small EP of the punk songs mm-hmm. because they make no sense together. And my second favorite Hawk Nelson song of all time is Lax. Because mm-hmm. it, it's the Hawk Nelson song that sounds the most like Black Flag. <laughs> and I just, it's really funny. And it like, I don't know, I love, I love Skeleton too. I love um, Fraud, I think. They missed such a huge opportunity to be like a really good three-piece pop-punk band because Steingard's guitar playing and vocals in that song are amazing. So he's the one singing and doing like the other vocals. Mm-hmm. And he did such a good job. And just like um, uh, his phrasing, like the way he'll like phrase those words, it's like, man, like you could have been such a good pop-punk like vocalist and then you decided to do whatever you did. And I don't know. I there's I I regularly rock Tally Ho and Joanna, and Joanna is an effective song, 
because I was listening to it today, and then I started to to feel feelings, okay? <laughs> and he's, like, talking about his crush, and I was, like, thinking about the girl that I have a crush on, and I was, like, feeling feelings, and I was like, okay, this is how I know that this is an effective song. And, yeah. So if I could just kind of erase all, like, that meme that I sent all, everybody, <laughs> like, th that would be the album that I like. Nice. Yeah. Right. Nice. Uh, my four album was also Crazy Love. And I don't have a whole lot to say about it other than what has been said. So going this late in the circle is... <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. No, <laughs> you're totally fine. You're totally fine. I just don't have a lot to say about it other than what's been said. You guys have done a good job of describing my feelings about it. It's just kind of an awkward step child to this all, the whole thing. Marley. Yeah, crazy love. Is it for me too? <laughs> um, I liked... Oh gosh, and no, I don't remember who said it. I think it was you. Josh. Josh. <laughs> Sorry. You. Um, there was obviously something missing because it was a lot different than the first, but then it's still different than the last that came below it. And it so, yeah, it was that guy. Trevin or Trevor? Trevor. Trevor. Trevor McNevin. Trevor McNevin. But yeah, I think it was pretty obvious that he was missing. I don't remember <clears throat> listening to this one this whole album very much at all. I heard Crazy Love, read the book Crazy Love, but didn't put the two together. Uh, yeah. So, yep, that's all I have to say. It's It was nothing like crazy. It's nothing crazy about like no, Normal love. Just, just love. All right, Ever. Tanner. Standard love. Standard love. Standard. By the power of Basic love. standard love. <laughs> Contractually obligated love. <laughs> Get it? Because of record companies? Okay, anyways. Not uh, prostitution. Okay. Right. <laughs> My number three album. <laughs> Getting into the ones that matter now, guys. Yeah. yeah we made it. I think it's going to be shocking to some. Also, actually, my number three album is Letters to the President. Seriously? What is wrong with you? Every single one of your ones is mine. You're like, this is going to be shocking, and it's mine. Well, maybe we have similar um, I thought I was going to be shocking. <laughs> um, my number three album is Letters to the President. Um, I think it's musically solid. And a lyrical mess. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> um, and, you know, we've talked about how, how Trevor McNevin co-wrote every song up until Crazy Love. Mm -hmm. TFK, also a lyrical mess. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I want that guy at the helm of what I'm doing. Not quite yeah. as much as Hawk Nelson, in my opinion, but still but suspect. But also probably... At least fifty percent responsible. I mean, they have a song about rockfish and throwing them up. Yeah, yeah. What's a rockfish? <laughs> exactly. It's kind of like Pokemon. Kind of like a rock lobster. Ooh, right. Um. Yeah. Letters to the president. Interesting name. Interesting choice for the first album under the name Hawk Nelson, given that they're from Canada. Well, it's funny that they uh, that song. The lyrics in that song is, I'd write a letter to the president, have him hand it out to the members of the parliament, 
Um, <laughs> Canada doesn't oh, have a president, true. but they have a parliament. Yeah, we have a president, but we don't have a parliament. Yeah, yeah. doesn't make sense. <laughs> but for now, I won't say nothing. That's why I'm saying nothing. <laughs> yeah. Say something. But so um, it's so convoluted. So yeah, I mean, we we've all talked about it before, but you know, they rhyme bored with boarding. Um, they they say in. Um, they say, I take a sip of my water, mm-hmm. which is a lyric that just completely doesn't fit in the song at all and makes, like, doesn't contribute to anything. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's just, it's all over the place. I think, um, I will say this. So, this podcast originally started as just TK um, doing some short episodes, sharing opinions about things on um, our band's website. And um, then it became what it is now when we did our Reliant K episode. Um, and the first episode of this podcast from just the band website was about the album Letters to the President. Um, TK talks about that title track, Letters to the President, um, and how, you know, even even from a marketing standpoint, this is just not a good idea. But I think just to kind of echo a little bit what TK was saying on that original episode of this podcast on the band website, um, regardless of your beliefs on same-sex marriage, to, to include that in a list with murder, date rape, and car theft mm-hmm. is yeah. just flat out not okay. In twenty twenty one, and one of the cr- the worst. It is one of the cringiest mm-hmm. products of two thousands purity culture that exists today. Yeah, like it's it's mm-hmm. just not okay. I mean, from a marketing standpoint, like you said in that original episode, you're you're alienating, you know, however big of a portion of your potential audience. Um, even more so now, like if that were to come out now, they would they would be canceled essentially. <laughs> um, and I mean, even like from a marketing standpoint, it's not smart. And even from a standpoint where, if if I may, like the way that Jesus would want people to be treated, and how Jesus is all about loving people regardless of where they're at, right? And so, like to include something like that in a list of things where culturally is just not even close to the same thing is it, it's yeah I think it's an interesting um, it's an interesting look back on some of the the very wrong things that were often said and preached in the early 2000s in that culture mm. um, I agree with a lot of that my number three is Hawk Nelson is my friend. Um, I do like a few songs on here, for sure. And I've definitely listened to this album all the way through, at least a few times, besides this podcast, like when I was younger. Um, I like Friend Like That. It's a pretty good one. I do kind of like Let's Dance. It's it's fun. Um, There's a few other ones. But it's not... I mean, it's a good album. There's a lot of good guitar work on it. And I don't think it's as good as the other two that I haven't mentioned. But it's decent. It's just kind of middle of the road. Decent, in my opinion. I don't really have much to say besides that. But I do have another love tip, if we want a love <clears> tip. <throat> I got two more. Give oh, us the tip. Yeah. Okay. Dude, 
Resist the urge. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. No. no. <laughs> Just say it. Move on, Just gentlemen. Do Come it. on, let's go. Love it. <laughs> Um, don't just move to California so you can ditch a girl for one of her friends it sure sounds like that's what he's getting after it's possible it's an interpretation of that song <laughs> it's a very dark song it's a, it's a dark interpretation of that song um, don't do that alright it doesn't work you sound like you have spoken from personal experience. Um, I, I haven't. <laughs> uh, I've never done that, but I won't, especially after <laughs> listening to that song. It's a warning. Mm. It's a warning. All right. Second. My number three, Josh wants to move along. Because my wife. <laughs> you got half an hour. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. I think we got a lot to unpack in these little albums. Mm, yeah. Maybe you do. I do. I actually okay. Do. Um, number three for me, Letters of the President. So, we've covered a lot of different bands so far in this podcast. We've covered a lot of first albums in this podcast. This is by far the most polished first album that we've listened to in the bands that we have covered. Well, do you know who produced it? Yes. So, this was produced by Aaron Sprinkle. This, mm -hmm. which we what? talked about Aaron Sprinkle, but this... This Whoa. produced by Aaron Sprinkle. We think it's more polished than Vampire Weekend's first one? No. Mm, okay, maybe not. But uh, for, for... Every other Christian band we've talked about. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, and My Chemical Romance. It was produced by, yeah. by Aaron Sprinkle. Trevor McNevin found them and brought Aaron Sprinkle into this, and J.R. McNeely mixed this. J.R. McNeely's mixed for a ton of other great bands, mostly Tooth Nail bands. I... Uh, so it kind of stacked the deck for a new artist producing their first album. Basically, we're like, we like you and think you have good stuff. We're going to bring this star <clears throat> group of really talented uh, producers, songwriter, you know, well, maybe not songwriter for lyrics-wise, but uh, we bring these really great guys in, and it just, boom, here you go. So, um I, I thought that was really interesting, really great. Um, California is like a classic for people who grew up in youth group scene. Mm -hmm. uh, it was everywhere. This uh, That song particularly was one of the reasons my mom was like, I don't know if this is a Christian band. Um, <laughs> Californians, no. Beaches, yeah. girls, no. They're just talking about girls, and I just don't know. Um, yeah, I think it's a great mix of what I love about early Christian soft rock, Christian punk. Uh, it's got fun songs, there's songs that address problems, there's comedy, and then there's both subtle and blatant, blatant references to Jesus. It's just this fun mix. You get that whole... The whole album is a fun... Just It's just a fun album. Mm -hmm. And and it's... Not only is it a fun album, I think it's just fun to listen to. And then also knowing what we know about who produced it and who's behind it, uh, going with the other bands that we've liked. And uh, I, I think it's awesome. Number three for me. So Aaron Sprinkle is this... He's produced basically every album that I've ever loved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And this one time on Instagram, I posted a picture of <laughs> Vampire Weekend's album Contra. And I was like, I don't really like this album. 
And then he commented, like, I don't know how he found this picture. Like, we have no connection. But he comments on the picture and he's like, this is one of my favorite albums of all time. And I was like, I am so sorry. <laughs> yes, my hero. <laughs> no. Like, I went back and looked. I think it's still on my Instagram somewhere. But, like, yeah, it's there. it was insane. I would just remember being mortified. Um, <laughs> He produced like every album you've ever loved, and also letters to the president. <laughs> <laughs> I love that album. No, I know. I'm just kidding. It's very, it's definitely nostalgic. I I forgot to make a couple of comments, so I'm gonna interrupt Sorry. you. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Two songs that stuck out to me in a bad way on this album were like a race car, which I think is just ridiculous. <laughs> Like you're upsetting Tyler. I'm, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about lyrics, okay? See okay, never mind. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll get to me. He okay. He has every lyric from that song tattooed on his body. <laughs> <laughs> um and then also the song Thirty Six Days to me was just so stupid. <laughs> I'm like I'm like, one, this is your first album, okay? And two, in in when you when you think about bands going on tour and like missing people for a long time, thirty six days is not that long. No. <laughs> it was to them. So let me drop a bomb on you guys. Hawk Nelson had been going since the nineties. I know that. And this was I, not their first album. I know that. But the fact that they specifically chose thirty six days, I'm curious where that came from. So if you can enlighten me on the number thirty six well, days. Yeah, it's it shares a lot of um, historical relevance with the Canadian culture. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> um, and then also I I was gonna talk about um, <laughs> we we can't do that in this show. Uh, we're we're gonna get sued. No, we're not. Oh, okay. uh, I was gonna talk about the yeah the, the, origins, the origins of their name. Um, oh yeah, was uh, it it came from so Jason Dunn played this like extreme sports video game on the PlayStation. And he had to create his own character. I don't remember what the game he was playing was, but he had to create his own character. And he named the character Hawk Nelson. And he got Hawk from Tony, Tony Hawk, Hawk. And he got Nelson from a local boot repair shop in his hometown called Nelson's Boot Repair. That's thrilling. I know. Aren't you glad I interrupted you so I could say that? <laughs> Aren't you glad I didn't say orange? Okay, um, so my number three is Letters to the President, which is hilarious because they're Canadian. Hey, America, be better. Um, and I think, I honestly think that the line in Letters to the President is why they did not become Warped Tour Darlings like Reliant K did, and why they didn't, like, move on to, because, like, if they played that song on Warped Tour, they would be murdered. <laughs> and... I think, okay, so here are some of my favorite Hawk Nelson songs. Um, I think right here is super solid. Um, and I would say first time, first time is like the song about like having a spiritual awakening, stepping into like who God has like called you to be, um, like uh, understanding life at its fullness. And I, I think even like as a you know 28 year old like that, it still connects it's really happy. Um, I do think that <laughs> my my 
ironically favorite lyric of all time is she said we were in love i took a sip of my water i guess we'll carry on at last what the hell like did <laughs> you probably what? paused and just took a sip of i, water I know water. like if like thank god the next thing yeah. he didn't do was fart or, <laughs> or, or geez but it's like it's it's the kind of thing where it's like let me fix that lyric for you okay she said we were in love um oh this shouldn't be so hard she said we were in love uh okay right because the next line is i guess we'll carry on at last she, she said we were in love i didn't think it'd end so fast i guess we'll carry on at last fix that song it was that easy if that that line went through the songwriters the band that listened to it it went through the re- like recording engineer the producer, producer the mixer that went through the label mm-hmm. and everyone was like yeah good enough right aaron sprinkle aaron yeah. hey man <laughs> what what were you thinking what were you doing he didn't listen, listen to that song the way through yeah he's gonna find He's gonna find me and kill me. Um, I, I ju- I'm just so confused, and I do think like a race car is just a giant. How can I, how can I say this without saying the thing that I want to say? Just say it. Just say it. It's a giant. It is a. Ah, <laughs> oh, this is gonna be so offensive. This is gonna be explicit. We can bleep it. Okay. If you say the F word, you have to edit it. <laughs> um, it is, it's just, uh, it's, it's like a pandering song. Yeah, that works. It's a pandering song to appease Trevor McNevin. It's like, we're going to write a thousand foot crutch song. <laughs> yeah, and totally I, oh my gosh. we got to like make this guy really happy. <laughs> so I, I guess literally <laughs> thought that today. Yeah, I was, the thing I was going to say is it's just like a, uh, nope, I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's a Trevor McNevin hand job. It's like it's just <laughs> it's so bad. Um, I think the toy piano on from underneath is super creepy, and it ruins that song because it's like, dude, I've seen so many horror movies. Like, stop, like the toy piano will never be a good creative choice. <laughs> like, ugh. and I remember thinking that in 2004. And being like, this is weird. Unless you're making a horror movie. Yeah. Also, another insane lyric on this album is, I took a walk down the country road. It might sound dumb, but I was all alone. Who's who's gonna be like, that sounds dumb. <laughs> yeah, I was all alone. Dumb. <laughs> like, who, who would who would who would hear that lyric and be like, that's dumb. Like, there. Do you know how many amazing songs are written about being alone? And no one has ever been like, that's dumb. But overall, I think it's a super fun album. And it's just funny. So uh, AbsolutePunk.net, which was at the time in 2004, a big publication, they like spring loaded Smart Punk, which is like a record label now and like a record distributor. And they're like a big deal in like pop punk and all that stuff now. And they did like awards back in 2004. And I remember reading this when I was in sixth grade and like reading through like the awards <clears throat> and that year, My Chemical Romance won Hardest Working Band of All Time. And then, mm-hmm, by Reliant K, won Best Album of the Year. And then <laughs> Letters to the President won 
worst lyrics of the year. <laughs> I remember being like, ah, uh, yep. Yes, <laughs> all of this. I agree with all of this. <laughs> That's funny. Amazing. Tyler. My number three was Smile, It's the End of the World. Oh. We, fi- we finally divert. I, we diverted a little bit. No? No. My Spotify's not working. Sorry, I'm trying to remember. Um, yeah, mainly because it just... I don't know. You guys are all very, like, about the lyrics and the production and everything. And I was just simply basically going off of, did I like this song or not? So, uh, which yes. is great. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Which is uh, a little bit different, but... It's kind of why we have guests on here. Yeah. Get yeah. in the weeds a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I'm the balance to it all. Of, like, just did it sound good and did I like <laughs> listening to it? <laughs> did I enjoy the experience behind it? Right. Um, and, like, I enjoy a select few of those songs... And then other ones, I'm like, like they weren't bad, but I just probably wouldn't put them in any playlist that I would listen to again. Like I listen to it and be like, yeah, that was cool, but like I'm not gonna listen to it again. So, yeah, that's why it's number three. It had like the least, the ones that I would mm-hmm. listen to again. I I like that a lot though, <laughs> because like I I feel like all of us really overthink everything. <laughs> yeah. And so having people that are just like, yeah, I liked it and it was fun. Like it, that's perfect. And yes, that is why we have guests. <laughs> <laughs> when it's just us four, it's like very like intense. <laughs> and there's a lot of arguing. <laughs> I was like, I didn't think about any of the lyrics or the production behind it or the solos. I was like, did I like it? Did I not like it? Okay, let's move on. <laughs> like with Letters to the President, like I've had 17 years with it. Yeah. yeah. And so, and like I do revisit it. So I feel like the lyrics have just kind of like ingrained into my psyche. Mm. Like I go to sleep and the song that's playing is, she said we were in love. <laughs> like in water. <laughs> Marley. All right, my number three, I had a hard time choosing between mm-hmm. the top three, but number three is Letters to the President, and I I think it was Josh again, you said it's just fun to listen to, and that's what I got purely mm-hmm. from like a musical standpoint, that's like the music that I love, like mm-hmm. the whole vibe and everything about it, I just, I could listen to it a lot and not think about the lyrics, and I'd probably like it, although I really don't like the race car one at all. <laughs> it just <laughs> you know, me. It just Mom's didn't make any sense. I don't know. I wasn't a fan of that. But mm-hmm. was it Yeah, because... it was good, but I'm so sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> I was gonna say because TFK is basically Christian Lincoln Park. <laughs> well, yeah, that could have been it. it. I felt like it just didn't really fit with the rest. And I don't know, I just don't like it as much as the rest, but yeah, that's one of the albums that I don't really listen to the words as much as I just listen to the music, yeah. so that's why it's number three. You guys, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler printed out every lyric <laughs> um, TK, how many new metal bands would you describe as just blank Linkin Park? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think of Linkin Park as new metal. I think of Limp Biscuit and P.O.D. and Deftones as new metal. Have you heard Hybrid Theory? Yeah. Okay, so you're just wrong. 
Cool. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we covered this a couple weeks ago, actually. Yeah. During I, our, I still think during, I'm right. And I started the show, so. During Divergent Ideologies, he and I right. met. And mm-hmm. I met a what a great band. band. Yeah. You guys have to listen to Divergent Ideologies. What's your number two mm-hmm. Linkin Park album? My number two Linkin Park album? Oh, dang it, we're talking about Hot House. <laughs> That's a good question, though. We should probably do that episode. Yeah, I don't, we should I don't, do that. We I don't know do any episode. of their album titles. <laughs> I literally just said one. Just said one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but like that hybrid theory and then the one where like the guy's spray painting something. Meteora. <laughs> yeah, like I don't... Just go. <laughs> They're a good band. <laughs> They're a great okay. band. Okay, can you guys help me out here? Linkin Park, good or bad? I haven't given them like a fair shot, but I probably wouldn't choose to listen to them. I never really got into them, but from the ones that I have heard, I have enjoyed them. But very select few, probably just the popular ones that I've heard. Okay. So I would say good. I think if you combined that, (laughs) that would be how I feel about Lincoln Park. Fair enough. We disagree. We disagree. Their first four albums are great. I, would, I don't care anymore. I would even say the last album's really good. Uh, Definitely different, but really good. I I, I think it was well written. Yeah, yeah, me too. Guys, this is a different episode. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> my number two Hawk Nelson album is Hawk Nelson is my friend. Um, Aww. Aww. <laughs> you guys diverged. I, um... We didn't. <laughs> 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 keeps getting annoyed because I get to talk about all the albums before he does. Trade seats. Trade seats now. Trade seats right now. Trade seats right now. It's okay. No, we had a couple of episodes where I started off first, and so I'm just... Yeah. It's, yeah. I, and I always okay. sit here, so I... Oh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I had to go last when we were talking about My Chemical Romance. So and that was, was really fair. hard for him. That was very hard for me. Um, Hognos is my friend. I was surprised by this one because I have not listened to it in... I mean, probably since it came out. Um, I was really into their first two albums when I was listening to them, and that was about it. Um, and so I was surprised by this one. Um, I found myself really enjoying it. The first thing that really stood out to me about this album when it started was the bass like something changed with the bass in this album and when like the first song started playing the bass came in i was like whoa i can really hear the bass which i'm a bassist i appreciate that um wait you play the bass no um but yeah i thought the bass stood out a lot more in the mix than in the first two albums um and, you know, Friend Like That is a classic. That one I've obviously heard, you know, a bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's just a fun song. Um, I think the only, the only other thing I'll say about it, in the interest of time, um, is that their first song reminded me a lot of Children 18.3. In, like, the, the melody of the chorus and everything. It's, it's different, and it's very much like Children 18.3's first album. If anyone else here other than TK knows who that band is. I don't. I know they are, never listened to them. They're really. very good. Rancid was one of their main influences. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. My number two album is Letters to the President. This is the 
first album I listened to all the way through from Hawk Nelson, and it was around Christmas time, I believe, because I always get a Barnes & Noble gift card from an aunt and uncle for Christmas, and it was always a big deal to go like two weeks later to the Barnes & Noble, half hour away, Burlington, Vermont. It had two stories, and it had like escalators, it was really cool. Wait, wow. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, and I always used to buy books, and then I learned they had a music section. CDs and I started spending all my um, money there and I bought this album and I didn't have like a Walkman or CD player or anything but we did have an amplifier in our like little home theater system and I could plug in headphones to the front of it so I put this album on and sat in front of the whole entertainment system with my headphones on I distinctly remember doing that that's so cool and I really enjoyed it and a lot of it is probably nostalgia. Yeah, the lyrics aren't good. Um, I didn't really realize that when I was younger, though. I just liked it. <laughs> and um, has some surprisingly good guitar work. I'm wondering how much of that was Trevor McNevin's influence, because he is a good guitar player. He is a good guitar player. Um, he, I think he writes pretty much all TFK's electric guitars, even though they do have a touring musician. Um, Who lives in Bozeman? And works at Music Villa. Who does? Their touring guitar player. Really? Mm-hmm. No, no, he doesn't. Yeah, yeah, he does. I'm, I am not BSing you. Are you he is a white guy with dreadlocks. Who is it? I don't remember his name. Oh, that guy? I don't think he was. He was their touring. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> he definitely was their touring musician. <laughs> you just said. I don't remember his name. And then Jonathan goes, oh, that guy? <laughs> I guess I was thinking internally. <laughs> there was a guy who, from Big Timber who played on their Welcome to the Masquerade tour, who was amazing. Yeah, he was a touring musician. Yeah, he's not and still not a touring musician. He left. Well, he's not the yeah, musician I said, yeah. Oh, okay. I said he was the touring yeah, musician. Oh. say that. Okay, yeah. Okay. So, we're agreeing with each other oh, while arguing. Should, which has happened before on this podcast. <laughs> happens a lot. Everyone argues with me um, <laughs> about things that they're agreeing with. I didn't realize he was a music bill, though. I don't know if he does. No, he did. He, oh, he did. <laughs> these are. I'm totally not I listening to you. said all of these <laughs> things. He did. I'm, I'm anyway, Tanner. We're, I'm we're on a podcast. No, you're TK. Yeah, you're, yeah stop lying to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have one last love tip, and then I'm going to hand it over to Josh. All right. All right. Um, sing letters to the president, and if she sticks around, she's a keeper. <laughs> if she still puts up with you after singing that song, <laughs> it's possible she's a keeper. Wait, does putting it on a <laughs> like a boombox and then holding it up? On a street corner? Yeah. Oof. And a trench coat. That's tough. I feel like we should experiment. I'll try it. Okay. <laughs> my number two uh, is Hawk Nelson is my friend. Um, I did actually have a hard time figuring out which was going to be my number one and my number two. Me too. Um, I this, so this is I've been waiting to say this for weeks and weeks, but based on these two albums, I was a huge, and still a little bit am a big, huge Hawk Nelson fan. I loved 
the, the, the so smiled, the end of the world, and uh, Hawk Nelson is my friend. Um, and uh, I don't know, I don't know how much I want to say on this one and how much I want to say on the first album. Um, so I, I guess I'll just make this one short. But Hawk Nelson is my friend. Um, it's kind of a sadder album out of the first three. It's got a more melancholy tone. Um, it uh, was great for my angsty teenage soul. <laughs> um, a lot of what I have to say about this, I want to say on the first album, or my number one album. Um, this album, though, and the reason I, one of the reasons I put this as number two instead of number one is Aaron Sprinkle is not a part of this album. Um, and I think that you can feel that in this. Um, um, and I think the last few songs on this album, Until I Still Miss You, um, just kind of fall flat for me. Mm. Uh, the last, the, I think it's three songs, the, the three songs before I Still Miss You, I'm mm. just like, eh. And it, so this, the one thing I will say, Smile Scene of the World and Hawk Nelson My Friend, Still to this day, as I was listening to them, I have almost every single lyric memorized. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <clears throat> so those last three before I, I still miss you will fall a little flat for me. But yeah, number two album, Hawk Nelson is my friend. My number two is uh, Smile. It's the end of the world. Ooh. Oh, and tie into past episode when I, uh, I would take my CD player in my parents' car, because, like, we didn't have iPods back then. I'm old, okay? And the two albums that I would always take in the car were I Brought You My Bullets, You Brought Me Your Something. Love. 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 Still almost said Valentine. Yeah, I almost (laughs) said Valentine, too. And... (laughs) (laughs) Valentine! (laughs) Yeah! Both of my Valentine. I brought you my Valentine. your parents wouldn't have let you. <laughs> Honest, I think my parents were just like, yeah, I don't know. He's he has pants on, like, great. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I think my parents gave up. Um, but, anyways, so that album and Smile at the End of the World were my two albums that I would take everywhere. That is so interesting. Yeah. Those yeah. two albums. Makes no if sense. If you guys don't know, I Brought You My Bullets Brought Me Love is My Chemical Romance's first album. And yeah, absolutely nothing at all. It was like uh, I would switch the CDs and get like hardcore, like Whiplash, like totally. It's like, ooh. Uh, but anyways, Smile at the End of the World. So that album was by Pat Nelson, obviously, but <laughs> Bring Him Out was used in. <laughs> Yours, mine, Yours, and mine ours. Mm-hmm. And Drake, and Drake Bell, Bell yeah. says yes. the second verse. And at that time, I was a huge Drake and Josh fan. Me too! <laughs> what? Yes! <laughs> We're agreeing and not arguing! Yeah! Yes, this always happens. You argue and then you agree. Aww. <laughs> that emoji where it's like the crying eyes, but like the frowning face, but it's like... Yeah, your favorite emoji. Yeah, but the one that I said... <laughs> every opportunity. Yeah. So literally two, two days ago, my wife 
showed me a message from you that had that emoji in it. And she was like, this is his favorite emoji. And I was like, oh, I know. And she was like, he uses it too much. <laughs> okay, because I know people that will just like casually use it and I hate it. So I'm trying to ruin it for everybody. Oh. Like the word yeet when I was a campus pastor, all the Gen Zers would use that. And so I would just use it wrong. And then they'd be like, oh my gosh, you're so embarrassing. And I'd be like, yeet, yeah. Um, okay, so anyways. <clears throat> Drake Bell. Okay. Um, yeah, and I, I just, I think it's it's an album that kind of like, it feels like there's um, a bunch of like, what, what are those speed bumps that you drive over and then you decrease your speed when you drive over them? Speed bumps. Speed bumps. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were joking about that first speed. <laughs> and then I was like, no, he's, he's dead serious. He's, he's describing a speed bump and asking what it is while calling it a speed What are those bump. strips on the side of the road that make your car rumble? <laughs> what are those apples that are dry, but they're still apples? Anyway, speed okay. bumps. <laughs> strip of an album because there's like great songs and there's like not great songs and it's it, I remember thinking this is not as fun as Letters of the President okay the reason why I ranked it higher is I think Bring Em Out is a very very good song regardless of if uh, Drake Bell is in this version or not mm-hmm. I think the one thing I have left is a solid um, it's like a solid song opening um the show, the ending of it makes no sense. It crescendos into this like Kirk Franklin esque like breakdown, and it like mm-hmm. it just derails the tone of the album really dramatically. And then you're kind of like, what? Mm-hmm. And then it goes into bring them out, and then you're kind of like, okay. I think everything you've ever wanted. They do not do a good job of ballads in their first album, and this is like the album where they nail ballads. Yeah, is forever enough is super catchy. Zero is actually like I remember trying to think of like a an intro to like uh, an intro to do this podcast, uh, like you know you kind of like pick something that's maybe a little melodramatic and then make fun of it, which is like the point of this podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like listening through like the the like it sounds like a phone message or like Jason Dunn yelling. I was like gonna copy that to make fun of it, and then I read through what he was saying and was like, dang and was uh, kind of put in my place a little bit because it's a very dramatic song about suicide and losing a friend to suicide. I've lost a friend to suicide, so I identified with that. Um, <laughs> it's a little stupid that there's a song called Head on Collision when Newfound Glory is a thing. Um, and Hello, it's just a cute song. It's just it's just it cute. Fun. Wee wee. <laughs> oh, wee wee. Um, and Somewhere on the internet, there may be a version of me playing that acoustically for, again, the girl that said she loved my love handles because her name was Madeline. Oh. So. And, yeah, it's over. Like, there, there's good singles on the song, but then there's, like, really not good singles on the song. So it's, again, like, the rumble strip, or, what was it? Speed, Speed bump. bump. Speed bump. Oh yeah, it's gosh. like that. <laughs> 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 Ty, 
Tyler. Number two. Uh, <laughs> I had Letters to the President as my number two album. Um, yeah, I really like this album. I found it, it wasn't my first album that I found for Hawk Nelson, so that's why it's probably not my number one. Right. Um, and I actually found it, like, years after, so, um, but I really enjoy this album. Like, I like almost every song on this album, so. Alright, my number two is Hawk Nelson is My Friend, and it's a good album. I really enjoyed it. Um... Just not as much as my number one. Same chapter? Like, I don't know, I really... Mm. I did like it, just... I don't know, I don't know what else to say. But it was a hard choice, it really was. Mm. It it really was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The top three was, like, actually very Just difficult. the top three. Like, I could listen to all three albums. Like, I'm probably not get bored for a really long Wait, time. do any of you feel like it's almost kind of, like, interchangeable? Mm. Yeah, they're kind of like... Like, depending on the day? Mm-hmm. Probably. The top two for me. Yeah. But but I'll get into why. I don't know about that. <clears throat> what's, that what's that thing where like the cream it's like cream but it's iced? <laughs> <laughs> what's that like ice cream thing where it's really cold and milky and then you eat it in the Yeah, sweet? what's that <laughs> But it's responsible for how you and I met. <laughs> it is. It is. Genuine? The, the genuine? Genuine? Genuine is genuine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> number one, Tanner. I feel like I should give context. No, don't. Okay. <laughs> um, my number one Hawk Nelson album is Smile, It's the End of the World. Mm, yes. Um, there's a lot of... No, that's not. not. That's just what popped in my head. That's Ram. Um, and DC Talk. And what? There's a lot of nostalgia attached to this album for me. Um, as I mentioned before, it was my first exposure to Hawk Nelson. Um, and then I then went and bought Letters to the President on CD. Mm. Um, yeah, this album, it's... Like, I found myself listening to this the other day. I've not listened to Hawk Nelson in probably a decade. And it just all came right back to me. Like, yeah. just singing along to every song. Same. And, like, it, I was honestly just having a blast listening to this album. Yeah. Um, because I was really into it, like, you know, back in the day. Um, I agree with everything you said, TK. Um, I think that there's some really great songs on here and some really not great songs on here. But I also think, like, the demographic for this album, and maybe this is just because of my experience with it, but the demographic for this album feels like it's targeted at, like, middle schoolers or, like, young high schoolers. And I think that, like, it so well reflects, like, the the good the bad and the ugly of that like part of our lives you know that um it was so relatable at the time right and so like we listen to it now and we're like oh these songs are really bad but i remember really loving them at the same time like back when i was listening to this album all the time um and so yeah it was just a blast i think you're right the one thing i have left is solid bring them out is just it's stupid but really fun um 
everything you ever wanted. I like there were songs in this album that were surprising me when I listened to it. And I was like, yeah, this is actually like solid. And yeah. like the album's still like lyrically not great. Wait, real um, quick though, I just want to say like, there's a line in that where it says like, "Girls in the makeup, red, black, and white." And at the time, I was kind of like, "Oh yeah, that's cool." And now I'm like, I hope to God no no girl is wearing red, black, and white makeup. Like, is that a thing? <laughs> well, no. I don't think so. so. I don't. What? I don't. Is there yeah. any other context behind that? Just no. Red that's um, just like lyric. maybe maybe like Corella Deville. <laughs> like, For like, dummies. So true. All <laughs> 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 right. Like, We're hanging that with. Bring out the clowns is well, what it, that's about. Thinking, Again, it's like. Still better than the lyrics from their last album. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh. Um, yeah, I think they're like you're right. They nailed the ballad thing in this, but they're also just like so whiny. <laughs> like, is forever enough and everything you ever wanted. I like them both, but at the same time, I'm listening to them like, man, this is just like so like nasally and whiny sounding when he tries to sing higher than like in most other songs um which i just thought was funny um he's a pop punk vocalist yeah he's not a ccm no vocalist not at all and i feel like um so this came out in 2006 you mentioned simple plan when you're talking about their first couple albums and how it's kind of like simple plan i would say add in them trying to capture the sound of American Idiot from two years before, at least on this album. A little bit of both of those. Yeah. See that? We're and that's what you've got. Yeah. Well, I disagree, but I'm, But you also don't like so Day. I like American Idiot. Okay. Huh. Not not But not I like hits. I love that you guys agree. That's really yeah. cool. So so not not the hits from American Idiot, but like the the deeper cuts in that mm-hmm. album. Okay, they're like what song is it that? Um... Boulevard of Broken. <laughs> uh, was it Suburbia? Hold on, Nothing Left to Show by Hawk Nelson. Sound like the intro reminded me so much of the intro to Saint Jimmy. I love Saint Jimmy. Jimmy. That's a great song. So think about Saint Jimmy and listen to <clears> this <throat> intro. You hear it though? Oh, right. Yeah, I do. We can't have them. We well, that'll just be a long fine. bleep. That can be on the podcast, guys. It's fine. Actually, <laughs> uh, Tanner is basically like the legal department of our <laughs> podcast, so he would know. It's fine. Um, yeah, I literally was listening to this album and I was like, this feels like like a middle school pop punk band who's a fan of Green Day. American Idiot came out two years before this, and I can see the influence. Okay, guys, I I agree with both of you. Now. Okay. Um, my number one was "Smile at the End of the World." I, it's definitely my favorite. I low key love this album. I still do. I think it's super fun. I think a lot of their problems with lyrics went away. Not all of them, but something happened in the two years between those albums. I don't know if they brought on better songwriters or they just decided to not be dumb but um, <laughs> Aaron Sprinkle stopped sleeping yeah at, at the wheel yeah <laughs> oh, that one slipped by me oops um, yeah I really love this album I think my favorite Huck Nelson song is the one thing I've left just because of the guitar work in it I really like the guitar work um, 
but yeah, I don't really have a whole lot more to say about that. It's just a fun album, and I know the lyrics, and I sing along. Yeah. So, Smile the End of the World, my number one Hawk Nelson album. I'm surprised that you did not mention the bass line on the show. Mmm. As a bassist, I thought you would mention that, because it is good. It is. But that song sucks. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, that. Um, but also, I was so much more, like, when I was into this album, I had not ever picked up a bass. Okay. And so when I was listening to it, I think, like, it was so much more of the nostalgia of mm-hmm. just, like, singing along to these songs and having yeah. a good time that I wasn't even thinking about the bass, to be yeah. honest. No, it's The first time I had ever listened to the show in its entirety was three days ago. Whoa. Not even kidding you. Wow. So, I listened to this song, or this band, or this, oh gosh, the album. <laughs> I listened to this album a few days ago, uh, Driving Great Falls, and I don't think that I've listened to this album since I was in high school. Mm. Um, same with Hawk Nelson is my friend, I don't think I'd listened to those albums since I was in high school, but I did remember every single lyric to every single song. Um, I, so... When I was in high school, well, so this came out, this came out as a freshman in high school. Um, I only recently just realized what this was, but my entire, especially while I was in high school, my entire life I've dealt with seasonal depression. Um, When I was in high school and growing up in the house that I grew up in, my dad was awesome, but my mom was incredibly emotionally abusive. Um, I had this loft bed and I built in these bookshelves all around, and I would go in there, and it was dark, and I had this pawn, we were poor, I had this pawn shop cobbled together sound system. There was these old speakers that sounded horrible, and this really old amplifier, and I, I hooked that up, and that was my cave that I went into, and uh, disappeared to get away from everything. And so I, w- I was also incredibly bullied as a a middle school and high school. Uh, It wasn't until I was a senior in high school that I felt like I had any friends at all. Um, And so, uh, Smile at the End of the World was, I was a freshman in high school, Hawk Nelson's my friend, I was a junior in high school. Um, So these two albums, I listened to on repeat constantly. Mm -hmm. At the time, and I would still say if I was only looking at this album, Smiles the End of the World, um, at the time I would have had a hard time telling you if Reliant K was my favorite band or if Hawk Nelson was my favorite band. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've talked about Reliant K and Reliant K still is one of my favorite bands of all time. And now I can look back and go, Reliant K is obviously a better band than Hawk Nelson. But uh, those, especially mm-hmm, the album, and then Smile mm-hmm. at the World, both of those uh, albums meant a ton to me at this time. Um, so picture an emotional bully teen dealing with depression, emotional abuse, hiding in this little cave that he's built, um, the song Zero blasting. That was my high school experience. Um, when uh, head on collision. That song resonates with me. It still resonates to me. And when I listened to it on the way to Great Falls, I cried a little mm-hmm. because it still was like, holy cow! When I was going up there, I was like, <coughs> I'm unpacking stuff that I haven't thought about in a long time. I was, I texted you guys. Yeah, like, yeah. This is like a therapy session to me. 
Um, I was I was remembering things and thinking about things I haven't thought about since I was in high school. Um, this was still Aaron um, and Trevor. I I don't think J.R. McNeely is involved with this album, um, but Trevor produced it and mixed it. Um, I love the guitar on this album. Uh, Something on my mind is an amazing song. Um, Hello was an anthem for me. Um, this album also, it stretched me vocally. It's one of the reasons I think that I say that I'm a tenor, um, because he sings fairly high in his register on most of the songs, and it's definitely a tenor, and I was always a baritone, and it, but I would, you know, yell these lyrics out as loud as I could. And so I, I think that this is one of the reasons that I can say that I'm somewhat of a tenor is because I listen to this album so much. Um, but same with Hawk Nelson as my friend. They both were albums that I just listened to constantly. So like we've all, we keep talking about Hawk Nelson. All of you guys are like, oh, Hawk Nelson. Uh, but this album is one of the reasons that I, I love music like I do. And this album is one of the reasons that I'm still here today. So, there you go. Hawk Nelson. Dude, slow one clap. Of, Hawk right? Nelson yeah. is, I mean, so, and that's the other thing I want to get into. <laughs> when uh, we're driving down the road to Deer Lodge, and Drops in the Ocean comes on, and Elise is like, oh, I love this song. I'm like, Ah, like, <laughs> I want you to know who Hawk Nelson really is, <laughs> Dude, but well, nobody can so have the experience that I had. Right. Um. But I. But I still like when I left the house today. I. Uh, I was. You know. I'm dressed up in. For those of our listeners who can't see, I'm wearing a loose fitting tie and a faux hawk. And my teenage, or my teenage, she's all not quite a teenager, but my well, nine-year-old... And you have arm tattoos. <laughs> my nine-year-old daughter thought I was being weird, and I was like, I was like, no, it's because I'm dressed up like Hawk Nelson. And no, not the Hawk Nelson that sings Drops in the Ocean you listen to on the radio, but the Hawk Nelson that's, that, that I liked in high school. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Smile... And uh, Hawk Nelson is my friend. Those two albums, um, I can say, are on for me. They are on par with the mm-hmm. Mariah Carey. Mm. Wow, that's so cool. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's like why I love doing the show because it like opens up these conversations to like the deeper things in life and. It's never really a conversation about music. It's a conversation about the context behind the music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and just hearing about, like, Kid Josh. And I, I, I think... Was, there was a reason I was bullied. I will put that in here. <laughs> I was so nerdy. I had... I, I just... I was very annoying. I'm still an annoying person, but I was very annoying then. And so there were reasons I was bullied, but... Right. <laughs> but you were... It doesn't I, justify it. Doesn't, you're right. There's it doesn't no justify good reason it. to be no. bullied. No, no. And I, I think that you and I would have been friends. Oh, absolutely. Then. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, I think... We're on number one, right? Yeah, we're number one. Okay. I suck at this podcast. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's a joke. Okay. Um, <laughs> number one is... Uh, Hawk Nelson is my best friend. Friend. <laughs> I, I I like to play Jenga with this 
podcast and just like remove little pieces of things to see things topple. Um, I knew it was called a speed bump. Come on, <laughs> I'm, I'm playing you guys. Okay, so sometimes you play my mind a million times. <laughs> <laughs> that was get out. <laughs> okay, so Hot Nuts is my friend. This album is tied to two things inseparably three things inseparably first of all have any of you guys seen the cartoon network show foster's home for imaginary friends oh yeah yeah have you seen it a little bit a little bit so you know what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. you've seen it oh yeah I didn't watch TV growing up. I was homeschooled. <laughs> hey, I was also homeschooled. My parents weren't cool. <laughs> Sorry, parents. You're cool now. Yeah, we love you guys. Right into the pod. Yeah. Um, My history is going to share with you on the cup. Okay, so this, is a, this album is just a, an homage to Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. If you look at the cover art, if you see the, the single and the music video, it... It's basically, and I have no research to back that up, but like if you look at it, even as like a high schooler, I was like, this is Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. I loved the show, so I was like stoked on it. I do think it hurts the album a little bit because it kind of makes it like an album for kids. And if like, I feel like Smile at the End of the World kind of felt like a kid album. Uh, Letters to the President definitely felt like a pop punk album. And then I feel like they kind of descended down that rabbit hole of like, we write almost children's music and it's not ideal but anyways so it's tied to that and then showbread was about to release anorexia nervosa around the exact same time as this album so i remember being stoked for this and then those two albums all at the same time and then thirdly the day before i bought this album at my local christian bookstore um i saw Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull, the Kingdom of the Crystal, whatever the hell that yeah. movie is called. And I remember watching that movie and being like, objectively, this is not good, but I'm having such a good time. And like knowing it was utter trash, because like it That's is. That's what Indiana Jones is. And, but like, d- dude, it was so fun. And then I, the next day I bought this album. So like it totally just rem- reminds me of Shia LaBeouf or whatever, however you say that guy's name. Uh, and <laughs> and him like fighting aliens with just very old cranky Indiana Jones, and it, it's so fun to like think about that. And every I think every song on this album is super memorable. Like when you because I haven't listened to it in years, and then I went back and listened to it and was like, oh yeah, I remember this. I remember this. I remember this. It's the most cohesive musically. Um, Steingard's guitar playing is super super solid. Um, I love the fact that like friend like that they. It's like a normal pace song, and then they go light speed at the last second. Mm-hmm. Super strong opening. Um, it's fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's just really fun. fun. Um, and I think uh, the what's the the final song called? It's. Rich mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I still miss you. you. We, we make them do the work. Yeah, I still. <laughs> I, I still miss you. So I, as I asked that question, Marley and I just kind of looked at each other and everyone else took out their phones. Uh, okay, so I still miss you. So I lost my, my grandma to cancer. And she was like, so she, her first day of nursing, she she was a nurse, a, a nurse, a nurse. She was a, she was a nurse. 
I drank that whiskey very fast. She was a nurse. Her first day on the job was, uh, her literal first day was um, like helping victims in the Mount St. Helens mm-hmm. thing. And so, uh, and just like all these, or no, I'm an idiot. Um, not that. It was uh, the Quake Lake. Oh. oh, quick like that was it. And she had to like take off her nursing shoes and hike barefoot. Like she was hardcore. She had a degree in nursing, worked in abortion clinics, uh, worked in cancer clinics, uh, had a theology degree, was like amazing, like was one of the coolest people I've ever met. And um, so I lost her to cancer in 2017 and she, it, like exactly what Dunn is talking about is like her and <laughs> I even sent the song to my mom just to be like this is like this is Barb and she totally agreed and um, so and hearing it now like you know quite a few years later um, I, I, I identify with everything he's saying and it's it's like a lot more powerful because I, I think when you're listening to an album you're like I just want to listen to pop punk like Dude, we don't want, and then, you know, you hear stuff like that, and it's very sincere, and um, kind of grips you, and it's really good. Again, I, I think that's the bright spot is Steingard's guitar playing, and then Dunn's vocals, like, being the best that they had ever been, or will be. You're right, yeah. They've been um, really good. And those those two things are Hawk Mountain. Uh, the bass player, I don't really even care about. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares about him. Sorry, Daniel. Um, but yeah, it's it's a great album, and it's one that I like. I wish they would press to vinyl because I would buy it in a freaking heartbeat. It's really good. You know what's funny is the bass player is the only member of the band that was there the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, he is the most underwhelming. A trooper, though. Yeah, but he's a trooper. (laughs) He's literally, he's like the quintessential bass player. I'm just here to play bass. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. When else to do? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I can't think of one bass part from Hawk. Like, I can think of so many Reliant K bass parts and, like, a few super chick bass parts. Like, <laughs> I can't think of oh my God, Nelson bass But not on the show. I, I really the like the bass part. I, I'm, okay, just everyone be quiet. Nothing. <laughs> All right, Tyler. All right. <laughs> Hawk Nelson is my friend is my number one album. Um, and that yes. could strictly just be due to like well, I guess it seems like everyone I'm noticing is like has like an emotional attachment to their top album or like a distinct moment that kind of ties them to their favorite album for mm-hmm. Hawk Nelson and like yeah just being given that CD um, for my dad to listen to is like my first exposure to them and and even now like going through if I could like only listen to one of their albums like that would be the one that I could listen to all the way through without skipping any of the songs that I'm like eh. and so yeah just most influential for me and just enjoy it a lot so 
Alright, my number one is Smile Like Santa of the World. And I'm so glad you brought up Green Day because I thought that was going to be non-relatable at all. But, yeah, my exposure to just punk rock in general was like, I think, 8th grade. And I love Green Day. I still love Green Day. But that's what came to mind when I was American Idiot album. is a good album. It is a good album. Yes. Right into the pot, if you agree. Yes. Yeah. My Taste of Miracle is a terrible dark. Doogie's good, too. Anyway. Um, you know what it is at this point. You just write it. Let her talk. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. You're good. You're good. I think... Yeah, I think it's my favorite because it reminded me the most of a Green Day album, but I also, <laughs> it was enjoyable. I don't know. I don't remember listening to that one before, like listening to all the music mm. for this podcast, <laughs> but I did really enjoy it and I listened to it all the way through again. Like, my favorite by far. Yeah, my top three I listened to like three or four times and I've never done that for this podcast. Whoa, crazy. I, actually, this is the first time for this podcast that I'm that's not true this is the second time for this podcast that I've only listened to each album once Super Chick was the other time <laughs> <laughs> have you guys ever listened to Super Chick? a, a little bit not all, I can't of, it. Name one. Not all of it go down that rabbit hole yeah and it, it's listen to our podcast like, this one snuck up on me so like three days ago I was like oh crap I have to listen to eight Hawk Nelson albums <laughs> and so, I started weeks ago homie. I thought you would have been like way into it because you had the 10 days of no. quarantine no you didn't yeah, I, in quarantine yeah. dude I was already sad enough like yeah. <laughs> you yeah, didn't you listen to Hawk Nelson you sucked at texting me back and it's just those are my two main complaints <laughs> I always suck at texting you back well, he thought you'd be better at it, though. Yeah. No, I was playing Xbox. I was just gonna say, did you play any fun video games? When I was when I was quarantined, I did two things. Okay, three things. I watched Netflix. I played Xbox, and I worked. Thankfully, because I worked from home. <laughs> that was amazing. It. When I was quarantined. <clears throat> actually, I've actually never been quarantined. <laughs> I was <Never>. like, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, is that is that it? That's it. I think I think we should let Tyler and Marley plug their things one more time. Yeah. So so we'll start with Marley again. Marley, what do you have going okay. on? Where can we find you? Where can we keep up with what's going on with you? You can find me at marley.killem on Instagram. It's just a blog. It's fun. I try to be encouraging. Just have a really good time. Hopefully I'll start like a real blog someday, like mm -hmm. a website. I'm working on it. And yeah. <laughs> my volume was off. I'm sorry. <laughs> my apologies. And that's that's spelled M A R L E E. Yes. Dot kill ham. Yes, kill ham. Literally K -I -L. kill ham. Yeah. Bacon. <laughs> Write it down. Canadian bacon, because this is a Hawk Nelson podcast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler. Um, yeah, I have a lot of things going on, um, but mainly you can find me um, on Instagram at tyjmt, so T-Y-J-A-Y-M-T on Instagram. Um, it's where I post all my photography, trying to get better at that, mm -hmm. but I have other side projects that we'll see if they come to fruition or not, so, but you can find all updates on there, so. So, who's the better barista? Oh, me. Oh, I don't even know. I worked at City Brew for a week or a year and a half. And a week, a year. That's awesome. Year, yeah. year and, and a half, and I cannot recommend that effort. Right. Okay. 
It's like that was a good intro. Yeah, like a lot yeah. of places won't hire you unless. I mean, if you need, if you need a job, it was great. Mm-hmm. But if you don't need a job and you have options, don't don't go there. <laughs> don't do that. And if you like your taste buds at all, don't go there. I get it. Most people don't consider me a real barista either because I worked at Starbucks for eight years. So. And a lot of people in Bozeman would consider me royalty because I worked for Goldsmith. Mm. Is that the most beloved coffee shop here? It's a, well, I mean, like they all compete. Like Treeline is like the pretentious one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rockford is like the loosey goosey one. Go. I feel like Ghost Town is just consistent. <laughs> they, yeah, they're just like there. They're they're there, but like they do know. a lot more like wholesale stuff. Yeah. They really. And they do. a lot of places around town serve their coffee. You just wouldn't know it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I like Ghost Town a lot. I do too. The people are just great. Like yeah. you can find better people. Anyway. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Thank you guys. And I hope yeah. that your taste in music just got a, a little, little more, more terrible. terrible. <laughs>